around here in Inglewood. Amen? Where does Inglewood go? I'm going to tell you where it goes. Okay, I'm going to tell you where Inglewood is, in case you're like wondering. Inglewood goes all the way up to River, all the way up River Road to 41. Doesn't matter if Northport put a sign there. I could care less about their sign. Doesn't bother me a bit. Oh, there's a sign, so I'm in Northport now. No, I ain't. I told the first crowd, it's not right. I feel bad about it. But a number of times I've gone by there and just wanted to pop a hole right in that sign. I didn't do it, and I'm not going to do it. So if it happens, I didn't do it. How many have seen them and feel the same way I do? See, so it's not just on me. So if it happens, they did it. Where does Inglewood go? Goes all the way up at least, at least to Minnesota Beach Road and even further than that. You hear me say? Way on up there. I know that's South Venice and all that. I get that. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that a little bit. Of course, it encompasses all this area down through here, down through Rotunda. You're kidding me. Grove City. Absolutely. Keeps going. Don't take brain scientists to figure this out. That road just keeps going. Placida Road. You see it? It just keeps on going, and that becomes some highway, whatever. Okay? And it pops out down there at 776 right before El Jabin. You know that? See, this is all Inglewood. Y'all figuring it out or not? Say. Boom. Just like that. Because we're a two-county town. We know one county town. We're a two-county town. We're not incorporated, so somebody had to make up the line, so I figured it would be me. <laughs> Goes all the way to that El Jabin Bridge. Amen? Why ain't we in El Jabin? Because El Jabin's El Jabin. We ain't going to take El Jabin. But we don't want the other folk taking us, right? Yes or no? Say. Come on. That's Inglewood. That's Inglewood. But you also have these barrier islands out there. you got Palm Island. Inglewood has a few islands. Somebody came in the mirror and said, well, what about Boca Grande? Well, you know. But, you know, but, you know, it really is. Boca Grande is still, believe it or not, Boca Grande's in Lee County. How did that happen? It's called this. Amen. But anyway, but it really is Inglewood. You know why? Because all that was was a railroad. It was a railroad on those little islands. You'll go over there, and there's little bridges and little bridges and things like that. How many ever fished on the trestles out there? You ever gone on the trestles? You've been here long enough so you could go on them trestles? I used to go on the trestles. I lost a lot of lanterns on them trestles at night because I'm out there, and it'd get windy, and I'd get me a fish. Oh, kick the lantern in. Boy, I hated that. But, uh, yeah, so all those little islands and, you know, so that's Inglewood. Are we understanding where we live? Amen. All right. I'm getting ugly and ain't even started the message. Here we go. A lot of you are new to the area. You've moved in here. And I say this about Inglewood. Inglewood's my town. It sounds arrogant. I'm not being arrogant. Did I say last year, last week in this message that I sort of got discouraged and, and the Lord helped me understand this is my town? Did I say that in this message last week? I think I did. And I said, the Lord spoke to my heart, not out loud, but just in my heart over the time. I was depressed. I was down. I was going through the hardest time in my life relationally. And I was in Texas. You know, we still had to build this building. I'm out there having an architecture meeting. And my daughter's with me, so I wouldn't have to go by myself. She went along with me. But last week, I told you what happened. The Lord spoke to my heart and said, listen, your church is 80,000 during the season. Y'all hear me or not? But then I remember as clear as crystal in my heart, him, him helping me understand they don't, know those folk, they don't know those other preachers at the hardware store. I said that last week. Did I say that? This week. Couldn't believe it. Yesterday. My son's taking the top off of his Jeep. And I said, well, if you're going to take it off your Jeep, put it on my Jeep. So I took my Jeep over there. And he said, well, you're going to need some new bolts. I said, well, you go get the bolts. He said, you get the bolts. Me and Joel are putting the top on. So I go to the hardware store. I get the bolts. And as I'm checking out at the hardware store, the lady looks at me with tears in her eyes. I'd met her once. She just moved here from another part of Florida. She said, we lost, we lost my brother. As I'm checking out. 
And she said, Mama's in a bad way. Do you help people? I said, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I could see she was Italian. I said, are you Catholic background? And she said, listen, she likes me. She's not running out on us. Okay, here we go. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Listen, she said, I said, are you Catholic background? She said, yes. I said, well, we have at fellowship probably 60, 70% folks are Catholic background. I said that to let her know we care. You hear me? Yes or no? And I told her she can call that office and we'll set up a time. But it was only to this morning when I started thinking about it again, what I said last week, boom, there it is. Yes or no? Y'all hear me or not? That's why saying it was my town. Amen? Or Derek at McDonald's yesterday. I know Derek, 78 years old, just had a heart surgery. He's got a horrible neck situation. He's going to my doctor up in Sarasota. I know him from Adam. I knew him from McDonald's. Y'all listening or not? Why am I doing this cuckoo kind of thing with you right now? I'm going to tell you why. From wherever you came from, if you'll start to take ownership of this town, it'll change your life. Did you hear me or not? But you're going to have to be a pioneer. You could either be a vacationer and put your feet up and let others do for you, or you can come here and say, I'm going to double down, I'm going to triple down, and this is going to be my church, it's going to be my town. Y'all hear me or not? Yes or no? I'm thinking it's a wise thing to do. You hear me? It's a good thing. So we're pioneers. We're pioneers. This is our town. It's not just a parade. Big things going on. My wife's there today, downtown, setting up games so that the children can come and play all kind of fun, crazy games after lunch today. All over town, they'll be coming. Yes or no? Amen? Good stuff. We're pioneers. What's a pioneer? And push me, Rod, just the first person to do something. That's pioneer. Look in your dictionary. Pioneer. First person to do something. It's one who prepares the way for other people. I was able to tell a brother yesterday, we built this for you. We built this for him, didn't we, church? Yes or no? Many of you took of your own money and made this happen for the glory of God. And you bought seats. I remember we did these seats at Christmas, remember? Oh, we got some more seats that need to be done back there. I'm just seeing them. Look at that. You going to be a pioneer with me, yes or no? Amen, say. That's just what we do, guys. It's an early settler or an adventurer. And boy, if I can say anything, my life's been an adventure in this town. Amen? Beautiful. Good thing. Now, some Florida history. Before we get to Inglewood, President James Monroe accepted Florida from Spain in 1821. Anytime you hear anything about Spain, you should go, thank you, Spain. Amen. So we got Florida. President Monroe named Andrew Jackson, who became our seventh president. He was Florida's first territorial governor. But they want nothing here. So he was just governor over the big swath of land. 1845, Florida, say it with me, became the what? 27th state of the union. You're learning something so far, yes or no? It remained largely a frontier wilderness, and I get this from the history of Florida, so I didn't write this stuff. It was a frontier wilderness until the early 1900s. That's crazy, if you think about it. That wasn't that long ago. I hate to say it, some of you were born not long after that. That's okay. But especially southwest Florida. From Tampa, this away. Now, you might have a little bit at Bradenton and a little bit at Sarasota, hardly nothing. And you might have a house or a little bit in Venice and a house or two in Inglewood. That's it. Long way, baby. So, who came here first? Well, it was folks from Georgia. How many Georgians we got in the house today? You're keeping up the tradition of coming to Florida. There we go. How about some North Carolinians? I'm one of them. Anybody else? There we go. Got some over here. Well, just like we're a few, these folks were few, and they didn't like it. It's hot down here. But they came down here to get away from the pending Civil War. But you know what they found? Snakes. Did you know every poisonous snake in the United States lives in Florida? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Also, bugs get really big here. Man, you like, I hit them up north, but they weren't that big. Well, they like it here too, okay? So, but really why the North Carolinians and Georgians didn't like it? Indians. 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 This place was covered. Indians. Right where we live. Right where you live. Right here. All up and through this area. Indians. And they were like, uh, you know, nah, we're going home. And that's what they did. Most of them were associated with the Seminole tribe, but down through here was the Calusa Indians and the Temecula, I might not be saying it right, Indian tribes, right in through here. Now let's go to Inglewood, which I really like. Inglewood's history. Inglewood's a two-county town. We are not incorporated. Our government in Inglewood consists of the Inglewood Water District. Really, you get to vote on that. Or, who's going to be on the fire commission for the Inglewood fire? That's it. Don't have nothing else. Got it? Yes or no? Not Inglewood. Now, you're in the county. I get that. Charlotte and Sarasota. But, but as far as our town, it was settled in the late 1800s by pioneers like William Goff. And many of us have been here, and we know the Goffs. We know Goff family members. We know some of the Goff folks. Absolutely. They opened a trail from El Jabin. Now listen, this came from the Historical Society page, and I think it could be wrong, to Vineyard, to Vineyard, to Vineyard. They called Inglewood Vineyard, but I was challenged this morning, I think he's right, that it was Vineland. But we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Because, I mean, if it's on the historical page's Vineyard, I mean, I think they should fix it or know it, or maybe I wrote it wrong or something. We'll check it out. And Lauren Anger, that helps you guys that are down here know that, what's the middle school named here? Somebody tell me. What is it called? L.A. what? There you go. See? It's because of your history, baby. He set up a store to serve area fishermen. By the way, folks in our church still run a corner market down there on the end of Dearborn Street. And that's, uh, help me here, my buddy. Taylor, yeah, Taylor and Cindy Mills. What's wrong with my, my head here? But Taylor and Cindy, they're my neighbors, okay? And they also had that little uh, old-fashioned hotel at the end of Dearborn on the left. That was old Inglewood. That was it. By the way, there used to be a casino in Inglewood. At the turn of the century, there's a casino on the water. Big old casino. People would come from all over to go to that casino. Out there on the water in the bay. Not the beach. Beach didn't matter. People didn't go to the beach. People didn't care about the beach. They cared about living. Making a living, eating, amen, yes or no? And also gambling every once in a while. It burned down. It burned down, you know, not long after it was up and running. 1884, Herbert Nicholas of Inglewood, Illinois, Inglewood, Illinois, his two brothers came to the area with the intention of growing what? And what's the bay called here? Ah, oh, look at the students. You're doing good. You're going to have a test later. You're going to have a test later. Go have a test later. You're, you didn't even learn this at school, did you? Come on, schools, what are you doing? So the name of the town was Inglewood, in remembrance of Illinois, where they came from. I said it this morning, northerners are always trying to come down here and make us be like they were up north. The original plat of Inglewood, how big was it? It went to Stewart Street, if you know the area I do, because that's where I live, right there. It goes past the rec center, the rec center right in there. The old town has a rec center downtown. It goes past it to Stewart Street. And it starts at Dearborn Street. Dearborn was not the middle. It is now. It's the middle. But it was the further side south. I'm one street over. Green, Green, and Winston on that corner right there. And Elm Street on the east side and Lemon Bay on the west. All the Lemon Bay was the border out there. That's the town. Are y'all bored to tears with the history lesson from Uncle Gary? Here we go. Most people can't stand up and give you a history lesson because they ain't been here. You hear me? So see, you got me. Here we go. Now, the Nicholas Brothers 24-block community remained agricultural. It's hard to believe this was a big agricultural area. That's what it was, that and fishing. Through the 1940s, since the Tamiami Trail passed east of the peninsula. Now, why am I putting that on the screen? Because the governor, I did another message on the governors of Florida or whatever one time, 
And the governor promised us that 41 would not bypass our town. 41 went right down through Inglewood. It was Old South McCall Road in the old town. That's the, that's the road that Elise lives on and Miss Jenny and a lot of us live over there in that road. That was 41. But the governor lied. Politicians do that every once in a blue moon. And so it bypassed Inglewood and Inglewood died. Do you know that? But you know what? People were clapping this morning. They're glad 41 doesn't run through Inglewood. <laughs> Aren't you glad? Come on, come on. We made it. We made it. We made it. Come on. So, little history there. Inglewood is now 120 years old, although artifacts at Indian Mound Park. Now, that's the road I live on, Winston. Indian Mound's at the end of my street. I haven't lived there long. I got the place a couple, three years ago. I like anything in old Inglewood. That's where we live. But anyway, Indian Mound Park. And I checked it out a couple of times. Me and Roger, they say artifacts have been discovered there 1,000 B.C., Indian artifacts, up to 1350 A.D. It was a burial ground, Indian Mound Park. It's a great place to go watch a sunset if you haven't done that lately. Fantastic. It's not known whether the mound was built by the Calusa or the Timucua Indians since it was very near the border between where the two ancient tribes lived. But they love that, that point. They love catching fish there. Now, Rotunda's history. Not going to get as much highlight as Inglewood. I like Rotunda. Rotunda's the largest. It used to be. I don't know if it still is. It was the largest neighborhood association, Rotunda, in the whole state of Florida. Can we praise the Lord for that? That's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's big. That's big. It's a big state, 20 million people almost. And to think that the Lord put our church right in the middle of it. Crazy, ain't it? little history. 1850, the Swampland Acts. In case you think there's a lot of swamps around here, yeah, that's where you live. Swampland Acts gave all Florida land to the state in 1855. The Tallahassee legislature vested five trustees with the authority to sell it off, sell off this land. The first recorded sale of what is now Rotunda came in 1885. It was bought by the Gainesville, Ocala, and Charlotte Harbor Railroad. Before 1951, much of the land was sold off in parcels, but by then all of what is now is called Rotunda. The whole area of Rotunda was owned by one company, the Morse Realty Company, or Reality, whatever it says there. I think we spelled that wrong, Reality. That year, that year, that year, Alfred and William, can you say that last name? You've heard of that name, the Vanderbilts? Yeah. They bought 36,000 acres. Boy, what a good buy for 700 grand. All over Tunda. They started a 26,000 acre cattle ranch. They developed a fresh water plant and built homes in the old Cape Hayes East. If you go over there to Cape Hayes East, some of that's on the water over there, right over there, down Placida Road on the right, you'll see some old, old homes in there. Not old, old, but from the 50s, when everything else is like these big, massive ones, or they tear those down or try to build something, you know what I mean? Over there. Happened then. Well, they sold out. The Vanderbilts know how to make money. They took $700,000 and turned it into $19 million. In about 10, 15 years now, that's a pretty good investment. Amen? A surveyor stuck a stake at the site of the $5 million. Can you say $5 million? Five million gallon water tank right out in the middle. How many are like me? You used to come out to Rotunda. You'd want to hit yourself in the head or put your head through the window almost. Because you'd drive around, you'd come to a street, and all you could ever find was the water tank. They built a circle water tank inside of a circle. How many got lost? Like, let me see your hands. You got lost. Look at all these people. And you're not whistling. This is true, isn't it? A lot of cussing went on out here. But the Lord brought us out here. Did you know we're the first really? Because you can't see the, the park down there too good. You know that, that park that we use? It's sort of hidden back in there. We're the only landmark out here. Do you know that or not? Say, we're it. People say, turn at the church, go to the church, go past the church, make a left at the church. Not a bad thing, is it? Say. Also, that big old water tank in the middle. Rod, Luke, are you in the building? 
Where you at? Now, I don't know if this is, if I got this right, but your dad, I think, told me, he's been here a long time, your father, builder, and Rod's a builder, obviously, but he told me that he got inside that water tank and hit a golf ball. He hit a what? He hit, and a softball. They had a game inside that big water tank. That's Inglewood, baby. That's who we are. You build a water tank, don't put water in it, we'll go play ball in it. Amen? Come on, good stuff. I love that story. Cool. Keep looking. There it is. Look at it. Somewhere, buddy. Look at it. There we are. Fellowship Church. Look at us. Today, Rotunda has 8,000 lots. I thought that was about 10,000. I thought that it was about 6,500 are built out. I'm not sure, Rod. Or, and I know we got several realtors in here. Uh, but I thought that figure was closer to like 6,000 or 6,500 has been built on out here. But there's uh, over 10,000 residents that are in the Rotunda area, and it's a neighborhood. You hear me? And where is that neighborhood? It's in the town of what? Get it straight. Here we go. We're pioneers, baby. We're pioneers. Who's pioneers? Fellowship Church. My roots are over there in the old town. I came here when I was 18, 19 years old from college. Came down here for a summer. Then I went back to school. Then I came down here to court and get married. Then I went back to school in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Atlanta. Then after that, I came down here and lived, raised my family, became a young preacher. This is where Elise lives on McCall Road right there. That was both of these are crack houses. They were crack. They're not crack houses now. Okay. <laughs> they were crack houses. They were they were grown up. I used to drive by this one for years. The one on the bottom. It was white. It just sat there, all grown up. Looked sort of spooky looking. The economy went up. People paid a fortune for it. The economy went down. And I got it. We fixed it up. Made it pretty. And that's where Miss Jenny, are you here or no? You're back over here. My sweet mother-in-law lost her husband. But he's having a great time in heaven. He's enjoying the service right now, by the way. And so she sold her place out towards El Jabin other side of El Jabin, and now she lives over here, right next to my kids there, and Hannah lives in there with her, and we're down the road so we can all be together as family. We can love one another and help each other out when we need help, right? So just wanted to put those on the screen of that other house. That's my house. That's over there on Winston. This was built in the 50s, early 50s. It's one of the best places to live in town, though, honestly, because it's over there by the parks and everything. We kept the original character to the house and then left most of it there, and we just fixed it up the way we do stuff. Cheap. Amen. It's nice, though. We like it. Come see us. Matter of fact, a lot of the kids are coming over tomorrow after the parade. The kids are coming, Blast, and the little family with children, they're coming over, and we're going to cook them some hot dogs and have some popsicles and let them swim in the pool. Amen? That's what we do. This is important. I know I'm taking time. Guys, I'm wearing myself out up here. There's a church right by my house, First Church of Inglewood. I can hit, a, hit it with a baseball easy. Bang, hit a church. It's right there. That sign right there, go look at it sometimes. That sign matters to me. This was the first church. Built in 1914, was organized in 14. If you look at that second paragraph, it says they got funding from a lot of sources. By the way, we got funding from right out of the congregation. You all understand that? Yes or no? They got funding from a lot of sources. The Stanley Lamp, Florida Methodist Conference Board, we're a non-denominational church. We do not have a Methodist, Baptist, any kind of organization that has given us money or that's over us telling us what to do. Do you understand that? Yes or no? We dedicated this church to the town, the greater area of Inglewood. Do you understand? We want people from Port Charlotte, Northport. That's been awesome. But this is the people's church. you understand it? Yes or no? We love Jesus and we love who? People. Nothing we give here goes to some place where some people are making decisions and they're running us. Yes or no? Got it? Not trying to be stubborn. That's just the way we did it. Amen? We're pioneers. 
But I love this paragraph. Why did I tell you that? They built a simple frame structure. It's still there. I love these words. Without incurring any debt. Don't you like that? No debt. That was 1914. We moved in here in 2015. So 100 years later, 100 years later, Fellowship Church moved in here just like the first one did back over yonder. We moved in here, built this. I wouldn't call it a simple frame structure. But anyway, we built this debt free. Can we praise the Lord? Come on, baby. Pioneers! Woo! Well, there we are. There we are. There we are. Thank you, Lord. This is a special place. Here's another fact. Fellowship Church of Inglewood is the first church or, can you say those next two words, anything else to be built in the commercial center of Rotunda. It. Their idea was to have, and it, it should have happened. You should have a, a maybe a wound care or, or a walk-in clinic here where you could come as, as people in Rotunda and come out here. What's wrong with it if there was a Dunkin' Donuts across the street and a coffee shop? That's, this is the commercial center. We're it. Y'all hear me or not? It might happen. But the hoops we had to jump through to make stuff happen, they better start welcoming people and welcoming business down here and loving on this community if anything's ever going to happen down here. Amen. Say. I'd like to see it happen one day. But it ain't happened since 69. We're it. Here's another startling fact, and I, I would, I'm willing to be corrected if you can correct me after service. Fellowship Church is the only church to be constructed in the greater Inglewood area in the last quarter of a century. When you think about the growth of Inglewood, and you think there's not other churches that have been built in 25 years, zip. Do we have a mission field that's white under harvest or what, church? Yes or no? Say, yeah, let's go get them, man. Good stuff. We're just getting started, guys. Come on. And we did it completely debt-free, and I think that's why I get moved when I come out here, and it happens almost every time. I get out here, and something happens to me. This is a special place. God did it. Amen? Special campus. I hope that you'll love, love this place like that and love people. So we did it just like the first one did. And I think it's funny that it's right next to my house. That's hilarious to me. Amen. So thank you, Lord. So we're pioneers and we're about wore out now. And I'm going to finish the message fast. Here we go. Fast finish. The message of fellowship. What's our message? We have a pioneering message here. Jesus was a pioneer. When he came to the earth, they didn't, they, they, they didn't receive him. They didn't accept him. His message was radical. It went against, it didn't go against God's law. It was right in line with God's law. But he cared about people and all people. And he loved. He'd let kids come to him. He'd let people with sin touch him. You understand that? Yes or no? That was forbidden. You can't do that. He would have conversations with a single woman, even a woman who was an adulteress. You don't do that. He did. The message of Fellowship Church is a, is a radical message because it's the message of Jesus. The Apostle Paul, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 13. I'm not going to say a lot. I'm going to read it. Pop some points. are going to fly. It's the message of fellowship. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love. That's the word charity. It's the word love. Love. Love is that word. I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Fellowship churches are not a, not a place to, to brag about your theological credentials. You hear me? Yes or no? Say. Yes or no? You hear me? Say. We don't do that here. We brag on Jesus. And we love people. We're not here to put ourselves above anybody. Amen or oh me? This is Paul writing. And though I, I have the gift of prophecy, preaching and speaking... And I understand all mysteries. And he did. He said, I can do all this. And I have all knowledge. And he had it. He said, 
And though I have all faith so that I could remove a mountain, and I have not what? Love. I am what? Do you hear me, church, or not say? This is the message of Fellowship Church. Love. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Now, I appreciate people giving right now in this country to Texas. And we're moved by that. And I thank God I live in this country. But I can't help but think, after this happens, people will go back to the way they always were. Unfortunately. Fussing, fighting, nasty, selfish. You think that's true? Hey, we love all the time. If we don't, we're wrong. That's the message of fellowship. And though I give my body to be burned, and people can commit their life, and they can just be so firm in, in their beliefs, that they'd, they'd stand right to the dying end for the Lord. But you didn't love while you were living? What good were you? Amen? Yes or no? And if I don't have love, Paul says this, it profits me nothing. So who are we at Fellowship Church? Who are we on Pioneer Day weekend? Who are we as this as community celebrates you know, our history? Who are we at Fellowship Church? Who are we? Well, this is who we are. This is what we say. This is what I promote in this town. Do you hear me? Yes or no? This is who I want to be. Say that with me. Love Jesus Christ and love. That's who we are. That's who we are. It might not measure up to where you came from or what you're used to. Well, it measures up there. Amen. Yes or no? It measured just fine when I hung it on 1 Corinthians 13. And that's where we hang in it. Amen. Say. And on the Lord. So this is who we are. At Fellowship Church, we love Jesus and we love people. I've told you before, why didn't we just put we love God? I wanted to be specific. Because Jesus is a dividing word. It draws a line. And it will divide sister and brother and father and mother. Whereas God is like everybody feel good and sing Kumbaya. But it's Jesus, God's only son that he gave so that we could be saved. Amen or oh me. So we put it there. Not backing off of it. I'm jumping on that more all the time. Amen. Come on. What does love do that Paul talked about? Say that with me. Love makes church a desirable place. Say that last part with me. A place where people want to... Now, I get it that some people might not want to come because of me. Because of the way I talk, the way I look, the way I dress. I tend to be brash. I know I'm bold. I know at times I'm ugly. I get that. That's why I really need you people to love like crazy as much as you possibly can. Somebody's got to do to talk it around here on stage on a Sunday morning and preach, and that's me. I understand that. But it'll go a long way if I love and you love. Amen? Come on, let's keep doing that, guys. I wrote this years ago. I wanted a hot church. I don't want a cold church. I don't want a cold church. I don't want a cold church where I come in. It's cold. It's cold. I've preached a lot of places in my life. Floors creak. You can hear it all through the building. Because nobody's doing anything. I like activity. I like people talking. I like, I like being able to walk around. I like being me. But I want a church that's hot. Hot. Do you all hear me or not? But I don't want the fake hot. I don't look. We come on and say, we hot. Look at that. I'm all spiritual. I'm hot. No. I want a church that's real. But I want to be on fire for the Lord. I want to be on fire for the Lord. I want, to, I want lost people with us all the time. I want people need to get saved in this room all the time. Amen? I want new believers coming and, and growing in the Lord. I want seasoned believers that's with me, that's on fire with me. Amen? Say, hot. So, love makes a church what? Say it with me. Boy, y'all sound like you're not going to make it. Love makes a church what? Hot. 
Love makes us hot, baby. It's hot out there, but we like the air on in here, but we want it to be hot. Come on, baby. So fellowship church, let's read what Paul said. Look at it. We're going to build the case on the side. Look at it. Love suffers long and is kind. Love envies not. Love vaunts not itself up. Love ain't puffed up. This is us. This is who we are. This is who we're called to be. This is what we're going to keep hammering. We're long-suffering here. Yeah, but people get on my nerves so easy. Maybe you're the problem. We're kind and gracious here. We don't have assigned seats here. If somebody's in your seat, guess what? It wants your seat. We bought them years ago for people to sit in. You included. We want people to get our seat. Isn't that the plan here? I can't wait to one day. We, we don't have enough seats. It's exciting. And I bet you we got plenty of people that would say, I'll get up and I'll sit up here on the floor. we got that kind of people here. That's what love will do. We're happy for other successes here. A lot of times people get a promotion or they get something new and you got jealousy inside the church. We don't want any of that mess. You get a promotion, you get some blessing in your life, we're going to be happy for you. Amen? We're big on God here. Big on God. We ain't big on Gary. Got it? We're a blessing to other people. That's what we're called to be. We seek to please the Lord. So we don't behave ourselves unseemly. Don't seek our own. Not easily provoke. Thinks no evil. I love that when we're controlled by the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean that we don't have problems or that we don't miss the mark. We do. But our desire through love is to be controlled by the Spirit of God here at our church. You hear me or not? And also, say those three words with us. We are... One more time. We are... But... We're not so positive that we just want you to feel real good and happy when you come in and our messages are watered down. Tori, you don't hear any word at all. But you hear, I love you, I love you, and you're beautiful, and you're, everything's going to be great in your life. It's a lie. You might not be that beautiful. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> life isn't like that, is it? It sounds good and usually makes a church grow. And get somebody a lot of money. We're positive here. But we're positively sure. And bold that Jesus Christ is the only way to God the Father. He's the only way to be saved. We're all sinners. We need Christ. And we're not going to lose that message here. Yes or no? Amen? Say. Amen. If it makes you uncomfortable, we believe there's a place called hell. And it's hot. And we want to snatch people from it. Amen? Yes or no? So we're positive. But it's more than just a positive thinking. Did I lose you? Rejoice is not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. We rejoice in good and godly things. I said it in the first service. You, you run around on your wife? You cheat on her? Excuse me. You're going to come to me and talk to me? Ever, like it's a good thing, expect your head to get thrown through a window. Got it? Yes or no? I don't rejoice in your hurting people. Got it? Yes or no? Amen or oh me? No. We're not going to rejoice in those kind of things here. We're going to weep with people when they're hurting like that. Amen? Tough word, ain't it? Rejoice in good things. Rejoice in godly things. Rejoice in true things. And that's the last one. That, not the last one, but we rejoice in the truth. Churches can be full of people that lie like a dog, that gossip all the time. They run their mouth. I'm not going to rejoice in that. I call them Christian terrorists in the church, killing people's reputation, destroying people. We rejoice in truth around here. Yes or no? Amen? We rejoice in encouraging people and helping people. Enjoy. We rejoice in the truth of the Word of God. But we also rejoice and tell the truth for crying out loud. How about that? Amen? I told you we're pioneers. A lot of places would run me off for this list. 
wait a minute, it's from the Bible. Yeah, but. <laughs> Bears all things, believes all things. This is love. Hopes all things, endures all things. This is what you can do through love, guys. We're overcomers. I love you when you hurt. But I'm not just going to keep patting you on the head around here. You have to buck up. You have to know you matter. You have to say, I have value. You have to fight back. Amen. You don't just become over, overcomer because, by saying John 10, 10. Thief comes, steal, kill, and destroy. I'm coming, I have life, man, more abundantly. And just keep quoting that. You better put some of that to work, baby. Amen. And take on the whole armor of God. We're believers here. We believe in Jesus Christ. But we also believe in each other. That's what love does. Love doesn't say, I matter, you don't. Love says, I matter, you matter. Love says, I'm valuable, you're valuable. Amen? Love doesn't say the pastor's more valuable than everybody else. No. Are you kidding me? I'm just like you. You're as valuable as I am. You matter as much as I matter. That's who we are here. We're hopeful. We're hopeful here. Hopeful. Oh, it's just terrible. Everything's terrible. You ever been to a church and you walk in and everything's just terrible? Let me see a hand. That's the truth. Come on, don't lie. You hear people walking around, it's just terrible. Did you hear what's so? And it's just terrible. And you know, and the pastor, and it's terrible. I was at a McDonald's the other day and heard somebody from another church. They sitting over there. They don't know me because I look like an average joker over there in my ball cap and my shorts, all my tennis shoes. I'm just there. You don't ever know where I'm at. You better watch it. <laughs> But there I am. And this guy is talking about his pastor and some new thing. They got some different way. And I went home and told Kim, I said, man, 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 I know that church. It must be having some trouble because I heard and it just hurt me. About a week later, different names popping up on the sign. Different trouble, it sounds like, is happening there. Amen? Yes or no? Ever since we've been at fellowship, we've had ups and downs, but we've never lost hope. You hear me? Yes or no? That's a be- We don't want that. If you're a hope stealer, I think there's about ten doors. You need to find one of them. We ain't giving up on hope around here. Yes or no? Amen. Say. We're not doing it, baby. Ain't happening. Not happening, baby. No. No, no, no. So, I love that last part there. Say that with me. We are what? Courageous and we never what? And I think that's why this building is so, this land, not just the building, but land. Because we developed everything. Because there were many times that I was losing heart. And I had people with me that were losing heart. But it seemed like when that would happen, somebody or something would happen and we'd gain heart again. Amen? Amen. And we knew it won't us because we were about ready to quit. So the Lord started more and more and more getting all the credit. And we started disappearing from the credit scene. Amen? And we got on the debt-free bandwagon so we could give Him more credit. Amen? And God blessed us for that. Don't lose heart. Would you say that pretty loud? One, two, three. Love never... What's the message of fellowship? Have we driven it home in your mind today? Love Jesus, love people. It's more than a slogan. A lot to it. Love never fails. Whether they be prophecies, they shall fail. People want to give you a word of knowledge today. A word of knowledge. A word of knowledge. You know what I could probably use a little more? A word of encouragement. God told me to tell you. How about you tell me? Crazy, ain't it, doing it the old-fashioned way? Whether there's prophecies, they'll fail. Whether they be tongues, big movement been going on. By the way, check your history books. You don't find any tongue movement in the 1800s hardly, 1700s, 1600s. All of it started happening in the 1900s under the leadership of a couple of people, by the way. That's why I'm pretty tough on that here. If you talk in tongues, have at it if it's real and you can prove it. 
Why shouldn't we be able to prove what is true? Yes or no? But only in church. You can be a little, little flaky. A little you're healed, but you're still limping like you used to. Excuse me. That's tough preaching, ain't it? You know why? Because I think it takes away from love. Excuse me. Excuse me. God loves me enough if I limp the rest of my life. Did you hear yes He loves me enough if I'm broke. Yes No, he shows up when everything good. Bull crap. Quote me. Excuse my language. That's tough talk. If it means getting tough to hold love. I didn't preach this. I didn't write this. Paul did. Paul gave prophecies. Paul talked other languages. And he's telling us to our face, if I magnify any of that, even anywhere close to love, I am nothing. Did he say it or not? Did I see it or not? Am I missing it? I don't think so. By the way, all this is going to cease. The prophecies, the tongues. He says, C-E-A-S-E. Whether there be knowledge is going to vanish away. You're going to be left with either nothing or love. Amen? Gosh, i got to quit having them little fits like that. And by the way, guess what? Some of you don't like it when I scream. And that's not me getting angry. That's me making a point. Understand? Like we beat Lemon Bay, beat uh, Golden Gate Friday night. Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on. But we didn't get it out of there by patting them on the back. You do it by punching them legally in the face. Amen? Life's tough, man. I'm glad I'm tough on this. Love, it will always say it with me. But remember that word work. Love will always what? Get dirty. Get in the trenches. Get hurt if you have to. Give if it has to. This is love. It will always, it'll always work. If love is easy for you, I might check that out. Because love is hard. Love is tough. You understand? Yes or no? Love's going to lead. Love will be the leader and nothing else will count. Divine revelations, he said, will cease. Languages, speaking in these tongues where you can speak French and stuff like that, and all these other languages. That's the Bible, dialecto. It's in the Greek right there in the Scriptures. If I ever start getting up here speaking Italian or Greek to you or all this kind of stuff, I'll tell you right now, you will say absolutely, Gary Clark is speaking in tongues. Amen? Yes or no? But if I'm repeating a lot of sentences and it don't make a whole lot of sense, I want you to doubt that. Knowledge is going to be done away with, Paul said. But love will always. Can y'all say that loud? I think I upset you. Say it with me. Love will always what? Amen. Boy, you're preaching. You feel alone every once in a while. Keep looking. The message of Fellowship Church. This is our message. We're pioneers, guys. This is who we are. The message of fellowship. We don't know everything here. That's what Paul said. We know in part and we prophesy, but we don't know everything. That's why we better love hard. Because that's what we can do and a lot of stuff we ain't too good at. The meaning is we know in a partial, fragmentary, incomplete way and we utter divine revelations the same way. We don't really know everything we think we know. We better love. It's what we ought to do. When that which is perfect is come, that which is in part shall be done away. Many interpret this verse as the Bible, the Word of God, when it's complete. But I also, I believe personally when Jesus comes, He's perfection. All this stuff we were doing and thinking about, whatever. When you see him, you're going to be like him. You're going to see him as he is. Keep looking. Keep looking. Hang in here. Jesus is perfect. Not this church. Yes or no? Amen? But love never fails, though. It don't mean we love perfectly. We can try, but how many ever failed in love before? I just failed. Gosh. Don't mean you quit and go home. It means you keep trying harder. Paul says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. For Paul, childhood was when he was on that road to Damascus. It was when he started his new walk in Christ. Now Paul's older. He's walked with the Lord. You know, 
He said, when I became a man, I put away the childish things. Guys, honestly, I'm so glad God's helped me. What a waste of my life, of Gary Clark's life, if we would have built this on something other than love. It's crazy. What a waste. Oh, we built it for this association or this denomination or whatever, or so we could all get together and play cards or something. Excuse me. Yes or no? Amen? Say. People matter. Let's go get them, guys. A lot of churches are undesirable because instead of loving, they act like a bunch of babies. Who quoted that? That's me. You can write it down. I've acted like a baby many times in church. I thank the Lord not so much here but some. But in previous churches, I've had some, I've had some, I've had some baby problems. And I'm a big baby. Paul says, we now see through a glass darkly. We don't see everything you think you see. You better love because you don't know what you think you know. Love will cause you to defer and, and to give people a, some benefit of the doubt. It'll do something for you. You ever think you know it all? Guess what? You've got some problems. We see through a glass darkly. And this was a man who wrote 13 books in the New Testament. You going to tell me you know all about the Bible? I don't think so. Then we're going to see face to face, baby. We're going to see Jesus face to face. Isn't that going to be beautiful? But now we know in part, but one day I'm going to know as even as I'm going to know him as even he knows me. And I'm going to know truth because I'm going to, I'm going to be with truth. This is the message of fellowship. Last verse, 1 Corinthians 13. Say it with me, all of it, if you don't mind. And now abides. Hope, but the greatest of these is I've kept you longer than I've ever probably kept you here at church. But we did that whole first part of music, and we were trying to remember the people of Houston and people suffering. But I still wanted to preach today. Amen? It's Pioneer Day weekend. I bet you the pioneers probably had to stay late sometimes when they were working. Amen? Say, that's what we do. So if you're here today for the first time, you say, man, that guy just runs on long I do. So anyway, there we go. Let's praise the Lord for His Word today. Amen. Come on. 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 Ah!